I don't want to know anything. Sounds like an extreme statement. Well, it may seem extreme, except that the foundation of that is memory is fallible, number one. Number two, it's hard, actually impossible, to know everything. It's also effectively impossible to stay on top of everything. And so I think once upon a time when we didn't have access to good data, we depended upon individuals, managers, owners of companies being really knowledgeable, having had a lot of experience and gone through a lot of things. And I'm not saying it's not valuable to those things. I like to believe that the experience that I've had running a billing company and doing all the things that I've done have value. They've taught me things. But I think one of the most important lessons they've taught me is that I don't know that much. Uh, and, and it's not that I'm downplaying my own capability or my own intelligence as just so much transpires and moves so fast. And sure, I can tell extraordinary stories about examples about Michigan, Medicaid, and all the problems that you have dealing with eligibility and, you know, the one-year ordeal we had going through trying to understand why that wasn't working, even though we were accessing their system directly. And I mean, sure, I have that experience and many other experiences like that. But I think what that has taught me is a couple things. The first of which is you can't possibly know everything. It's impossible. The, the amount of variables we're dealing with is really extraordinary. Think of how many payers there are in the country. We're talking about thousands. Think of how many plans there are for those payers. Another order of magnitude or two larger than that. Think of how many procedures there are in the world and payer policies and diagnoses and other kinds of issues you can run into. And you start multiplying those things and you're into really extraordinary numbers of combinations. I mean, really extraordinary numbers. And so even if one were able to say, hey, I know that if you build this catheter angiography or something like that with this code and this diagnosis to this payer, you're going to run into this problem. That's great <clears throat> as what I would call almost like a focus group where it gives you an area of focus where you can look at something but we shouldn't depend upon that knowledge or that information because, one, things change rapidly. And so even if we knew that something was okay or not okay at some point a day ago, a week ago, a year ago, that doesn't mean that it changed. And I've seen situations where payers, I can think of UHC, for example, where they put out a policy basically saying they wouldn't pay for something and then they reversed it like a year later. And I mean, again... If you paid attention at any point along the way, you're going to be in trouble because you may not have known that it's been reversed or hasn't been reversed or changed or, you know, and so staying on top of that is really tough, number one. <clears throat> number two, if you can't see it in the data, it may not be real. So I've seen a lot of situations where somebody may say, oh, this is what Medicare allows or says is okay or doesn't okay. But until we actually see that played out, meaning... It's been billed, it's been paid, especially for commercial and stuff like that. It hasn't then been, you know, uh, recouped at some later time. There hasn't been some legal case or something like that years down the road. Um, 
I want to see it in the data. I want to see that that's actually real. And more than that, we may never have been correct in the first place. Even if we thought we understood something or knew something, that doesn't mean that we got it correct. I, I've had many arguments with somebody where they said to me, this is some policy or this is what you do in order to get paid. And then I say, show me the documentation to prove that. And they either can't come up with something or then when we go and find the documentation, it turns out that they're wrong, right? And it's not that the policy changed, it's that they were never correct. And what happened was somebody came to some conclusion somehow, maybe myth and misinformation was just perpetuated forever, but somebody came to some conclusion about something and then passed that information on to somebody else as if it was gospel. And we believed it because that person had been around for a long time or sounded authoritative or whatever it might be. And if you say something with conviction and strong enough and you sound credible, people oftentimes believe it in this industry. And I think that's dangerous. And so I think we should really focus on believing in data and believing in what we can prove and not what we think we know. And so that's why I'm taking the position, I don't want to know anything. And also, it's exhausting. Oh my God, trying to remember everything, holy crap. And my memory is not what it used to be. I, I used to be able to memorize extraordinary amounts of data and truly kind of impressive. I mean, when I was at Columbia Business School, there was a uh, finance class. Um, actually, I think it was an accounting class. Excuse me. Um, and we're sitting in a classroom with 60 students or something like that. And the teacher puts up a huge financial chart um, on, you know, the projector, on the overhead, whatever. And he asked the class, what is this? And he was basically trying to look for, like, what type of financial document is this? And I raised my hand and said... That's second quarter 2000 statement of cash flow for Cisco. And the entire class, because I was at the back of the class, turned around and looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and the teacher said, yeah, I was just looking for is, is a statement of cash flow or is it an income statement, but you're correct. That is the second quarter 2000 Cisco statement of cash flow because this is the fall of 2000 when I was in business school. And I'd memorized all of these things, not really intentionally. I just, I looked at financial statements, I, you know, because I was interested in stocks and buying things and stuff like that. And I happened to have seen that and it stuck in my head. So I recognized the financial statement for Cisco for that quarter. That's what I used to be able to do. Now I have a hard time remembering what I did last Tuesday. <laughs> So maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's just I'm not training myself. I'm not working to memorize all those kind of things. But I notice that I get things wrong. I forget things. I can't remember things the way I used to be able to, where I could just memorize massive amounts of data. And that seems normal. Like, I'm now in a position where I feel more normal <laughs> that I can't memorize everything from a data standpoint. And so I've got to depend on the data because I'm not going to remember. So I've got to run things and look at them and say, hey, you know what? I might have a memory, I'm, I think, but let me go pull the information and let's confirm. So that, that's my push for, I don't want to know anything. I just want to rely on the information that's available to me in reports and analytics.